Hi! Welcome back to another summer show. Squeezer, it's summer out there, huh? Finally it feels it. Summer. Feels yeah, the it, part. It, it really does. Uh, but you barely probably feel it now with your, your sveltness. Uh, I'm, I'm still uh, sweaty. You know, still sweaty. Still just a little sweaty. I'd pop the window open and get a little fresh air in here. Oh, nice. I'm down, I'm down in the basement. I can't. Uh, I'm up on the top floor. Nah, I, maybe one day, maybe we'll do a summer show, and I'll—well, this is a summer show, but like, a, I'll, I'll drag my whole getup out and I'll do it from the backyard. <laughs> that would doesn't seem like it'd be fun. No, until the fox just start nibbling on my toes and bugs. Um, smoke something and cook on the grill while I'm doing it. I was waiting That's for that. Yeah, sense. yeah. Throw some wings on the grill. I know. Right? Fuck. I gotta, I'm being a really good boy this week because this weekend's going to be brutal. So What's this weekend? Hold on. i got to crack three uh, years. It's the, the 4th of July. It's the oh. founding of our country. And what better way to celebrate than to consume massive amounts of meat and drink beer? You know, uh, when I misbehaved, my mom used to threaten that I wouldn't get to celebrate my birthday this year. Ooh. Uh, I was thinking America might have to do the same thing. A <laughs> bad idea. <laughs> Probably really. You know what? How no about birthday. You get, you get your shit together before you can have a birthday party. All yeah, right. right. Yeah. You're, you're really old and you're trying to celebrate and you're just a goddamn train wreck. I mean, the news is frightening. That's why you should listen to our show. Cause... Yeah, it's like, it, yeah, it, honestly, it's like being a 250-year-old drunk uh, that still insists on having a party and is really obnoxious when you don't uh, bring them presents. And then they throw a tantrum and burn it to the ground. Uh, I, I think it's it, the the... Does, America doesn't want us to throw a present. It wants us to set off explosives in the sky. Yeah, it's honor. It's honor. Which you know, Chinese uh, Chinese explosives. In I know. The sky, I know the course. kitties don't necessarily like it, but I sure as hell do. Goddamn. Goddamn. Uh, we're fifty-fifty split here, so I got to take the big one out to see the fireworks, and uh, Mrs. Squeezer will hunker down underneath the various mattresses mm, mm-hmm, uh, with the mm-hmm, the smaller mm-hmm, one. The smaller one. It's great because I get a free, like, the neighbors down the street all have, like, a, I wouldn't say a competition, but they kind of try to one-up each other. Like, Okay. They all do it together, but they try to upbeat, like, one-up last year. So we have the full-blown fireworks show in the park across. There's, like, an unsanctioned fireworks display, and it's better than most. What happens when they're both big ones and they turn on you? Um, well, I have, uh, about one third of the garage to myself. It's going to be like, I have a record player down here. It's going to make your emergency bunker. You're going to be in there shirtless while I'm in there (laughs) 
in my white linens trying to <laughs> talk, talk, uh, talk Amanda. I start trying to talk her through survival, and then you you take it from me because I can't read a schematic. <laughs> uh, see, see, we switch roles. It used to be me as Malcolm, and you as as Hammond. I know. Now I'm going to start walking around with my shirt off. Yeah, you're you're so, such a, a sex <laughs> symbol now. I know. I've heard that. Um, one of one one of our coworkers thinks I look great, and he's trying to hook me up with his brother. So, <laughs> who's that? Um, Bob. <laughs> I'm like, you really think I got a chance? I don't know. Because he really did, was disgusted at me the one time when I was salting <laughs> my pizza, and he looked at me and goes, "No wonder you're fat." I'm like, yeah, you're right, uh, Scooter. You're right. You salt your pizza? It was a long time ago, and uh, look, you don't get to where I was <laughs> without salting your pizza. Yeah, that's oh, that's that's it was strong. A pinch. Yeah, Man, was there just not I mean, they put flavor? it on the table. Uh, I, I was putting everything on it. <laughs> well, Sco- to the four. Scooter never. I I know you guys saw it. You you claim you saw it, but I never saw it. And yeah, just... yeah it, may, it makes sense now. Hmm. I guess I don't have the good gaydar like you guys have. Oh, yeah. It's, I like yeah. to think I do, but I you know, couldn't figure it out. I just want to know which one of us he was into. Apparently you. Apparently, I, I'm, or, we'll find out. Or maybe that's Bob who's into you and he's projecting. Maybe. I mean, they did compliment me a lot. I mean, unless he's just kissing my ass because, you know. It's just really hard. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to you. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Bob says I look great. You should, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't know. That man deserves a raise. Yeah. Give well, him. he's fired. Yeah. <laughs> it's really he. I think he finds it really hard to kiss my ass. I don't like when I get compliments. And I don't like it either. So even when people are like, hey, and this isn't me like toot tooting. Like, it's I, like, I hey, prefer squeezer, you look good. I'm like, yeah, all right, stop talking about I, it. I prefer when people go on. Uh, Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. Give us five stars, but you know, really take a nice swipe at me. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I enjoy. And I now will make it uncomfortable because I will compliment you on what a fine transition that was. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. So Smooth. if you'd like to uh, rate and review us on uh, Apple Podcasts, you can <clears throat> go right ahead and do but, it. Yeah. I, I have a 20 plus pound uh, bone and pork butt. That I will be turning into uh, shredded deliciousness. So, uh, somehow, it's, you're going to put on 40 pounds from that 20 pounds. Yeah, I know. It doesn't make sense. Well, it's all the barbecue sauce. <laughs> uh, I, I don't. I, I, I am it's all, all natural on my seasoning. It's all them fixings. It, it's also like the nine and a half beers that I'm drinking. Uh, I just filled a mug up with three. Oh, I just have one tonight. I got. The new Shangies open down the street from me, so oh. I'm all excited about that. So I have my, I got a nice milk stout. I'm sipping. Mm. That was awful sounding. Mm. It's delicious. It's you can't even, it. A milk stout sounds awful, and then no, no listening to you drink it, it, it was even as worse. So. Matt Black as the the TV screen that is off in front of me. Uh, so a lot of things to talk about. Ooh, things. Uh, Obi Wan finale. Yeah. You did or did not like it? I liked it. It was great. I loved it. I thought, and and Dan at work agreed with me. Uh, Duel of the Fates is no longer the best lightsaber battle. 
I uh, think I think that 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 was so yeah, fucking cool. That was, that was pretty awesome. I mean, and they did things that Duel of the Fates wasn't, you know, yeah, they technology like, prepared you, to do. You put everything like, in a. Out of all the shit you could blame JJ for for ruining in Star Wars, the one thing he did figure out and it wasn't that hard was how to do the nighttime lightsaber battle and actually use a practical LED, you know, lightsaber to show the yeah. glow of the lightsaber on the face of the person wielding it. And that made that fucking fight between Vader and Obi Wan so much fucking cooler. And then yeah, when he compared just like, to <laughs> compared to compared like, to seventy seven, yeah, when they, like he and takes there, one honestly, swing there's at him. no excuse for that because not, uh, Errol Flynn had better sword fights fifty years before that. So yeah, uh, yeah, but they weren't they weren't uh, animated. Glowing. They didn't have to yeah, uh, animated, yeah. uh, rotoscope them. <laughs> no, yeah, guys, sh- swing it as a few times as you can. That's my. My George Lucas. It's kind of like a, it's kind of a Doctor Evil and also Lorne Michaels. Yeah, I, I don't know. Am I wrong? Should they not be swinging the light swords? It's gonna take a lot in post. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I, no, it was great. I, I the first it, the then, show lost then, me well, after like yeah. the first three. I was like, ah, I, I was kind of nitpicky, and then like the fourth one, I'm like, okay, I see this is going somewhere. Fifth, I was entertained, and then yeah, the last one. Other than, and there was the one caveat I had, and I I knew exactly why you liked the show so much, because they they did the exact same thing that you loved that Game of Thrones did at the end was say, fuck everything about space between point A and point B. Let's condense it down, even light, even. There's a little phrase we like to use in Hollywood, Squeezer. It says, yeah. "Cut to the chase, pal." Words you should get printed on a T-shirt backwards was, so you there, there see it in the mo- in the mirror. There was no chase. They went from the start line to the finish line. Like, oh, we're here. But I, I, I honestly, I was enjoying it so much. I, I let that one. I gave them a pass. I hope they appreciate that. I'm... Everybody, I know a lot of Reddit. You know, a lot of the Reddit fans aren't giving a pass. Ah, I don't think Jason's they, giving it a pass. Ah, uh, like... But I thought. I guess, and to Jason's credit, I read this. The whole splitting the mask happened in Rebels. And that's why they're like, it already happened. So, like, if you watched Rebels, you've already seen it. To me, it was new. And I was like, ooh. I thought it was so cool. It was, first of all, hitting Christian's best performance in a Star Wars thing. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, when he goes to see Luke and hello there, that was. Oh, oh yeah. I was like, ooh, that was cool. Really cool. All right, moving on. Uh, We liked the end of Obi-Wan. I'd suggest you watch if you haven't and you're a Star Wars fan because uh, it's better than... uh, um, Oh, I got to answer Joe in a second. It's better than uh, uh, 7, 8, 9. Yeah, yeah, no, no, bye. Yeah, after like seven and eight and nine, like Disney was like leaning heavily into that universe, and then it seems like no, 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 we're gonna go back before any of this happens and just tell you stories that happened where you know how it ends. Well, you can almost see where some of it. You can see glimpses of that. It was intended to be a film. Uh yeah, it was very, but there was also very much. There's television tropes in it, like bottle episodes, not bottle episodes, but. Very like cheap episodes early on because you know they're gonna do a lot of effects later. Yeah, but uh, you knew like when 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 Solo didn't live up to expectations. And I like Solo, by the way. Yeah, 
it's fine. It's a fun Star Wars movie. Yeah. But but they didn't want to. They're like, we're not recasting anyone anymore. <laughs> Meanwhile, Obi-Wan stars someone who was recasted <laughs> from the original <laughs> actor. But whatever. That, you know, semantics. Um, Joe's asking if Jeffrey, my dad, enjoyed Fourth of July when you were a kid. Oh, yeah. He liked the, he liked fireworks. Yep, yep, yep. Um, talking on the ham radio yep. and uh, uh, do you want to go get some hot dogs and maybe burn some trash later sure dad <laughs> 4th of July was is, you is, get, that, is that what you did you, you just burn trash <sighs> burning trash yeah. I, I always like all my memories of burning trash were in the fall because we'd burn leaves a lot mm-hmm. you know he's Put leaves in the barrel and burn leaves. So there's a lot of yeah, you know, raking leaves, putting leaves in the barrel and burning them. Um, so that's like those are where a lot of my like vivid like or I could picture what my dad was wearing and what like the the scenery looked like. I, I have like very photographic images in my head of that. But I know we burnt trash too. I just don't. It doesn't stick out as well as the burning leaves. If that makes any sense. Oh yeah, well because you kind of that burning leaves is a pleasant. You know, it's well, burning trash. It memories. Burning trash is one of those things you usually suppress, or the brain cells that were affected at the time listen uh, don't exist hey, anymore. Let's. I'm sticking up for burning trash. It was pleasant. I love burning anything. So we take anything out to the trash barrel to burn. It was going to be a good day. Uh, old ham radio <laughs> not working. <laughs> Toss it in there. I tried to fix it. All right. Burn. That was back when conflict minerals were good. Yeah. <laughs> they really got you high. Uh, what do we do with all these old batteries? Well, you don't want to just throw them in the trash. So here. No, we we took those with us to the beach to chuck in the ocean. <laughs> ah. <laughs> How else are the electric eels going to get recharged, Squeezer? <laughs> Good point. Uh, yeah, let, let, let so from a young age, you've been wanting to uh, sweep the floor clean. Uh, let's not tell people my horribleness. There's enough horribleness out there. I see you went to SeaWorld and you're like petting a dolphin in one hand and in the other hand you're slipping a D battery down its like little blowhole. <laughs> yeah. And then it got turned on. <laughs> it was one of those weird dolphins. Oh, one of those weird dolphins. No, I assume all dolphins are weird. I mean, mm. they're they're built like those, you know, devices. So. All right, one more for Joe. Joe wants me to do. I haven't done like a lot of we haven't had a Joe parade of impressions. In fact, the show's <laughs> been very light on impressions. And, and I really wanted to get Trump in today. I was hoping someone would uh, uh, ask me to explain what Trump was grabbing the steering wheel and the beast for. But here's Vince putting over a trash. <clears throat> Goddamn, Stephanie Shane. It's 4th of July. You know what that means. I don't know, Dad. What does it mean? Hey, what's it mean, Dad? <laughs> that's, that's Shane and Stephanie. At young age. Okay. We're going to go outside. And we're gonna burn some trash. <laughs> yeah. God damn. We're gonna burn that trash. That's how you do it, pal. God damn. So I was I was hearing the testimony. I, I didn't read anything or see anything. You know, I just read headlines that popped up. So I, yeah, I know it's very, the American way. Yeah, I know very little about the story, but something about Trump grabbing the steering wheel. Were they going past the KFC or something? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Big turn. Do you know they're doing two for five famous bulls? Anyone tell you? Am I the only one who knows this thing? A lot of people. I'm a very smart, 
brilliant man, but I would really like you to know when there's two for five famous balls. Give me the wheel. I'll go for your neck, pal. <laughs> like that's. I, I think it just got in Trump. I you rarely come to President Trump's defense, Squeezer. Uh huh. But but two for five famous balls. Yeah, I'm sure he was warranted in going for the neck. If they would have turned in for him, <laughs> Mr. President, you've uh, already had a bucket of chicken today. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it is their job to protect him. So right. Not allowing him to eat that, they're saving his life. They have the sig sig nominomen around and go, <laughs> sir, and, and good conscience, your blood pressure is up. Now tell me, I have, and a lot of people told me, I have the best blood pressure, probably of anyone. Let's go. Come on, turn in. <laughs> Turn it, it's give me higher the wheel. than anyone else's. It's higher than anyone else's. Beautiful blood pressure. Beautiful. <laughs> he just wanted, you know, turn into the KFC, goddammit, for the man. He's the president. He's the fucking president. He said it. I'm the fucking president. <laughs> when I want KFC, I don't care if I had it for breakfast. I want it for lunch. I got a big day of storming the Capitol ahead of me, and I need my nutrition. If that's what you can call it. <laughs> are, are are you taking pills? Yeah. Forgot huh. to take them. Uh, all this talk of dying reminded me of taking my pills. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pills are good. Pills are good. Who, Trump? I think... Um, I think he'd want to go inside and see, you know. Nah, he's too lazy. He goes through the drive-thru. <laughs> Guys, I removed the extra blood supply and I put ketchup in there. <laughs> Could you pop that open and get it out for old Donnie? <laughs> you know, they have, like, blood in there in case they need to give blood product to the president. Oh, sure. Yeah. In this situation. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're t KFC. I put barbecue sauce, three different kinds, three kinds, the best. We love barbecue sauce, don't we? We love it. <laughs> Sorry, that blood product's important. What if you get shot? They love me. They're not here to kill me. They're not here to hurt me. <laughs> the barbecue sauce. <laughs> oh, this is a bit that's just not working. <laughs> just an IV of barbecue sauce? Yeah. Well, the, it drips, but it drips into the famous bowl, you know? Ah. Yeah. Oh God! It's got mashed potatoes, chicken, cheese, gravy. We love the gravy. A little bit of dripping of barbecue sauce, and it's two for five. <laughs> as as they're handing him, as they're handing him the bag of KFC, he hands him back an empty Burger King bag. Right. Can you throw this out for me? No, not can't. Come on, get rid of this. Make this go away. Flush it down the toilet. That's what I do with paper. <laughs> This is the last. Under Biden's economy, there'll be no more two for five bowls. <laughs> I'm really just. <laughs> this horse is dead and I'm kicking it. it was, the bit worked in my head earlier today, Squeezer. No, no, it worked. But I mean, if you had someone to help you through it and provide, you know, you know, a, a sounding, but something to bounce off of, someone to feed you and help you mm -hmm. along the way, that mm -hmm. would be great. Yeah. But instead, you have me. Right. 
Well, you know, I tried the bit, and uh, I, the bit failed. And uh... no, no, I thought I thought it was fantastic. All right, okay. Well, let's move on to more shows. Don't ever do it again. No. Well, I'm gonna. Um, you, uh, come on. That's, that has to be a bit. Oh, because now, now you're not going to go to bed till 530 because you're going to be up just. I'm going to workshop this bit and fuck until it's right. And you're going to keep hearing it until I get it right. I'm going to wake up to come notes on. at seven o'clock this morning. Yeah, of course. Only are. came in an hour and a half earlier. <sighs> All right. The the boys were the boys. Whew. This week's episode was uh, it's the best show out there really right now, right? Show. Uh, Miss Marvel uh, was really good. We watched. We were watching that right before I came up, and we also watched yesterday uh, one of my favorite, most charming, and I love the music. I just could just sit and listen to the soundtrack over and over. Uh, Only Murders in the Building is back for season two. I love that show so much. Steve Martin and Martin Short. It, it it takes place. It's it starts right after the cliffhanger in season one. It picks up right on that, and it's so fucking great. I gotta finish it. Oh, you never finished it? No, I started watching, and then I got sidetracked with something else, and I just never got back. Oh, I love Martin Short and Steve Martin are just so good. I, oh, love, I love them. I love how they're, It's they're, just they're, it, no fault of the show itself. It's just you know. You know, what's going to happen on Raw this week? And <laughs> Well, how do you make time to go and watch? August of 1998. You watched all... Is it just so, like, I don't spoil it for you? Because I guess there's really no spoiling, only murders in the building, but you don't want me to spoil, like, Stranger Things or... Oh, Stranger Things I watched right away. It, it, most of the time it's done on when I'm either in the kitchen doing dishes, well, if what's I'm holding really back from only murders after in work, the... or I'm working out down the basement and I put it on. What's Those holding... are my... What's holding you back then? What like what made you watch Stranger Things and what is holding you back from watching Only Murders in the Building? It's the question I'm asking. I'm not saying you're wrong. Uh, for Stranger it. Things and then you also got the boys, you had Obi Wan. Uh you know, there's just Yeah, but those are on now. Stra- only Stra- uh, Only Murders in the Building came out like a year ago. Yeah, I watch other shows too. But what... I like I like those uh god awful documentaries on uh Amazon Prime. I just don't think uh, you're into it. That's what I think. It no, is. I do. I just you know got the the expanse. I got to get back in and finish. Uh, the expanse. The fuck is it's, that? It's uh, Tom Jane is a detective in outer space. Ugh. Uh, no, it's fucking awesome. I'm. It was on Sci-Fi, and then they didn't renew it, and then Amazon picked it up. Yeah. I it, am. It ended back in December. Really excited for Friday. I just cannot fucking wait. And now Westworld started up. Not that anyone... They did a terrible job of promoting it. Even I forgot. It was Monday. I'm like, oh shit, last night was Sunday and it was on. What, The Expanse? No, Westworld. No, The Expanse ended. Oh, The Westworld. How could you not... Like, every fucking time I moved my head, I saw The Westworld was back. Really? I didn't see it anywhere. Oh my god, it was everywhere. Fucking everywhere. You must not watch anything else on HBO Max. Because it, it, it's uh, it, it depends on what's on at the time. You know, I bounce back and forth. It ebbs and flows. Most of my time is spent in, in Disney. Hmm. So. Speaking of, have you started Miss Marvel yet? No. Hmm. It's really good. Uh, I'm really enjoying uh, I'll it. I'll see. Um, I'll, I'll I'll read I'll get the cliff notes. 
see this that's why i don't understand like what makes you pick some shows and not others what makes you pick some shows and not others why aren't you watching the expanse no one's watching the expanse (laughs) oh a lot of people watch well no one is because it's over now but a lot of people did it got canceled from (laughs) sci-fi because they couldn't afford it yeah but sci-fi is like what high watermark is like a hundred there's people on youtube bloggers who get more fucking views Oh, if that's if that's your uh, if if that's why you watch programming is because <laughs> other people watch it, then no, you're saying, watching for the wrong reasons. All right, get your finger out of the air. I'm saying that it's not. How good. did you know too? Because I was even <laughs> drinking too, and I had it up. I, I could like, hear it. All snooty about it. I could, you can hear I could, my finger. I could sense it. Yeah, yeah. It like you, it comes through your voice. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back upstairs and get another beer. Uh, don't have room. Uh, all I'm saying is, don't sleep on murders in the building. It's good stuff. I'm not. I'll get to it. It just things take time. Are you going to on Friday watch um, the last two episodes of Stranger Things? Oh hell yeah! yeah. No, I'm very. I can't wait for that. I'm very excited. I gotta do my prep. What is your prep? I have a twenty pound piece of pig in my fridge that i have to get ready for monday oh i thought you said uh, you meant you have to prep to watch the show oh no no i just have to prep my various meats for the weekend no, i already rewatched season four of one through seven already <laughs> how the fuck you i just have it on upstairs while i'm like w- like working on like getting the show ready or working on camp sen stuff oh okay because, you know, I love it. I love it. I've, I've seen the whole, all, all the Stranger Things seasons three times. Jeez. Yeah. I'm a fan squeezer. I like what they do. Uh, all right. We should probably get to the topic at hand. Summer of 89. Uh, we're picking uh, topics and talking about things that uh, took place in the summer of 1989. And, squeezer, you are the lucky number one goer Ooh. of this one. So, oh, well, you know what? Mind you, I don't even know what the hell you picked. Oh, you don't? No, you never told me. Uh, yeah. I, I was doing it. I was figuring it out late last night, and I guess I just never told you. And I also never loaded our picks. I said I was ready, but I never loaded our picks huh. into this thing really quick. But that's no big deal because it takes two seconds. Into the Lotto Stream Deck. If you're doing a podcast and you want a, a nice device to play clips... Might I suggest the Alato Stream Deck? It is, um, quite frankly, a pretty solid device. Look, we're loaded. We're ready to go. Here's Squeezer's first bit. Look at that. The real story. The love story. A woman in danger. A hero in black. The adventure you've been waiting for. Where does he get those wonderful toys? Who are you? I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Ready PG 13, now playing at a theater near you. Oh man, that was that was hurting the ears there. Uh so it uh, it sounded fine when I uh put out. It must have been the uh Elato uh stream deck that uh I doubt it. Well, I'm really hmm. 
because you could have been fucking with the settings. Uh, is you know what? I would blame the cat. Um, I I, I picked this uh, just as much on my behalf as yours. We talked about this in the parking lot. Like, uh, it doesn't really matter, right? No. Um, but this is like one of those things. Like, it's uh, like I don't want to say like high watermark, but it's uh, it's the watermark. It's one of those uh, like coming of age. There, there are certain events that take place. For me, like my, there's this weird thing that for some reason Jurassic Park is like this cornerstone of my memories and life. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. Uh, but Batman in 1989 is a massive uh, building block, like a very early building block. In fact, a lot of what is in this show are like the building blocks of, you know, I was, what, six. I turned six, you know, and, and that's like all of a sudden, like you start to remember shit. And that's when you get a personality because before that, you're, you're not human, really. You're just a small person mm-hmm. just waiting to, to matter. Um Ooh. And what? Nothing. It's just there's there's oh. dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I mean, you still don't matter even as an adult. No, I know that. Uh, un- unless you go to one of those like summer camps in California where you dress up like an owl and hang out in the woods. Um. But yeah, Batman in 1989. Everything about it, like it was like, because uh, you you grew up. Were you into the... Did, did it take this Batman in 89 to trigger, like, an interest in, like, the previous, like, Adam West stuff? Or are you watching that in it already? Well, um, the Adam West stuff we got... My parents claim they showed it to us, Squeezer, mm-hmm. before... Um... I don't really recall. I, I had the the superpower action figure, which came out before I had it. Yeah, so, I um, got I got mine at the uh, Lanco. Right, so I had that action figure, but I don't remember getting it. I just know I had it, and the cape was gone. Because um, I was seven then when this came out, and you were six, mm-hmm. so we were we were young, but not too young. Um, cause I remember a lot of things, you know, from even five, but se- seven, uh, we watched the super friends cartoon a bit, but not a whole lot. Not like it wasn't memorable. Like I wasn't obsessed with Batman. This made mm-hmm. me obsessed with Batman. This made me obsessed with the 66 show. This made me uh, obsessed with getting the, whatever super friends and Scooby-Doo cartoons I could get from blockbuster and see anything with Batman in it. Yeah. Would you know what theater you saw this in? Uh, no, I don't. I'm, I'm, oh, I vividly I remember probably... the day I saw it. I like vividly. My cousins were in town in July. We didn't see it till July because ba- mm-hmm. movies used to stay in theaters way longer than they do now. Yeah, like it released in May, and that was a summer movie because it played all summer. Uh, so we saw it at UA, uh, the United Artists at Trexor Town in Trexor Town Mall. Uh, and we saw it at the 145 show on uh, uh, Saturday. And uh, we went to, there was a card shop afterwards, and we went and got wax packs of the Batman Batman cards. Nice. Uh, I just remember we were just all fucking so pumped for it. Uh, 
I'm going to say I saw it second run later on down at the, in the Whitehall Mall at the Plaza. Plaza in July was playing Star Trek V and Field of Dreams. Yeah. My, well, Star Trek, that would make sense because Star Trek V, I think, came out in like April or May. Sellersville had Star um, Trek V. And July, and July 30th, it was, like, it was probably mid-July when we saw Batman. And when did it come out? Uh, June 16th or June 19th? June 9th, June, June 23rd was the wide release. June 23rd. Yeah, we saw it. My cousins always come to town because their birthdays are right around July 4th too. Me and my brothers are. So it was like, bring the cousins in town. They're from Florida. And we all have like a joint birthday. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Chuckster Town was playing UHF, Lethal Weapon 2, and Batman. And it was three dollars fifty cents for all shows before six p.m. So, oh, yeah. um, no, I got where was I looking for? But yeah, and it was just it because I think this was like our first phenomenon, really. Like there, there was other. It was the first movies. block. It was the first big tentpole summer blockbuster for sure. Yeah, but like for us, like the whole. Uh, like the world changed with it. Like with, like you said, it was a, the first temple summer blockbuster and everything that comes with it. You know, like the, the merchandising, merchandising, you know, merchandising. And listen, Star the Wars, and, Star Wars did it. And a lot of people could say Star Wars was the first big blockbuster. Yeah. Well, I wasn't alive yet. So, but, uh, a lot of people point to Batmania and the hype around it. And, uh, they kept chasing it. You know, Ninja Turtles, Dick Tracy, uh, then Batman Returns, uh, Jurassic Park, uh, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. You know, then it, it fizzled out pretty hard, but they chased it for a while. Uh, I guess Independence Day, kind of. And then it did was Godzilla like... That was, yeah, 97. Like the nail in the... That was like the... All right, this is, this is over. Eh, uh, it wasn't because Spider-Man proved it wasn't over no but it took a little hiatus yeah it was like a year or two because spider-man came out in 2000 and that just really oh, fuck don't tell me that i mean it was either 2000 or 2001 and it made oh god i feel old it made a fucking oh 2002 sorry i was way off spider-man made a okay. fucking fortune and yeah uh, and that was also everywhere that was Spider-Mania was huge. It was a big deal. Yeah. So I mean, if you were a kid, if you if you were six years old in, you know, two thousand two, you know, that means you were born in nineteen ninety six. Jesus. Um. That was the equivalent for us. Mm-hmm. Like That's why a lot of people how... love this fucking Spider-Man No Way Home so much. They're like, "This is my Spider-Man." It's like Michael Keaton coming back. Which might or may or may not happen. I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do. With, yeah. Uh, with the- according to them, nah, we're not gonna we're gonna let it we're gonna finish this and then move on. So they say they gotta recast. They gotta recast. Put the if you could give seventy five million dollars to let fucking Zack Snyder go in and recut the movie the way he wanted to, you can fucking like first of all the running shots. That's all gonna be easy to replace. Just bring Grant Gustin in, or early on in the movie, just bring Grant Gustin in, reshoot most of it, and early on in the movie, have 
uh, Ezra Miller fucking make some sort of flashpoint thing that brings Grant Gustin from the Arrowverse into this movie verse. And he's look at that. Hero. Yeah, look. we did it. Just did yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you got to do. It's not hard. <laughs> but the original, yeah, Spider-Man came out and uh, uh, I think it was in May of 2002, May 3rd, 2002. And it just fucking... Eight hundred twenty-five million dollars, and it, everyone was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" Like super superhero movies. It was the third highest-grossing film of two thousand two. What else came out in two thousand two? Oh, <laughs> uh, two towers and Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Oh. But it beat. Yeah, those are it. Wow, two thousand two was a year. The top ten movies were Lord of the Rings: Two Towers, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Spider Man, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, Men in Black Two, Die Another Day, Signs, Ice Age, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, and Minority Report. Oh, Ice Age is twenty years old. We watch. Oh God, we watch it all the time. Who would have thought, Squeezer? Oh, fuck, hmm. Spy- I didn't even think of that. Spider-Man's 20 years old. Jesus Christ. Fucking Two Towers is 20 years old now. Yeah. And it still, as Squeezer would say, holds up. And we we just watched a show that was a sequel to a 20-year-old fucking movie. And Ewan McGregor barely looks a day older. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's actually... <laughs> Poor Alec Guinness. <laughs> Man, that, like... Yeah. Like fifty something in in 1977 is a hell of a lot different than now. How would you like to be Steven Spielberg, and making Minority Report at a budget of 102 million dollars, and being number ten to number nine's My Big Fat Greek Wedding with a budget of five million dollars? That movie was the movie that just would not quit. No. I remember the hoopla. My grandma and I went to see it. At the 19th oh, you Street. saw it? Yeah, I saw the 19th Street Theater. She, I was big into seeing uh, uh, independent feature squeezer. Uh, at the 19th... You were in that phase, huh? Oh, I still am. I still am. Yeah, but would you go see my big fat Greek wedding now on your own? No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but my grandma was like, she was like, you go to the 19th Street Theater. I'm like, yeah. She's like, I want to go see my big fat Greek wedding. I'm like, I'll go with you. I hate the movie. It's fucking dumb as fuck. But <laughs> <laughs> I went with her. Would you have to pretend to like it in a film class? Uh, I don't. Just because it's independent doesn't mean it's groundbreaking, Squeezer. It no. just means a studio wasn't involved. So let's clear the air <laughs> yeah. right there. And and sometimes, a lot of times, there's a good reason for that. Yes, yes. So, uh, but a lot they, of independent cinema is money. groundbreaking. But this this was not one. I guess it was groundbreaking in a way that said you can make almost a half a billion dollars off a $5 million budget. So yeah, that was groundbreaking. <laughs> How do you turn $5 million into half a billion? My big fat Greek wedding. Everyone just loved the dad and his fucking Windex. I, don't, I didn't understand that. I'm like, you're going to hurt somebody with that Windex. <laughs> Windex is toxic. <laughs> yeah. But... um yeah, so Damn, we went from 19... 19- I mean, even 89 was a huge year for movies. Yeah, but we're not going to run through them right now because... No, because we're going to burn half of our list. Right, so yeah. Um, well, well, when we get to the end. 
But there, I, I found some good articles on Batman, Batmania, Squeezer. Oh. Uh, specifically, the um, different bat time, different bat channels, same old Batman. The new Batman movie, and this is by Bob Weishart of Newshouse News Services, and it appeared in the morning call on uh, July 1st, 1989. Squeezer. Saturday. The new Batman movie has done wonderful things for the 1960s TV series starring Cape Crusader. Dozens of TV stations have jumped on the uh, Batwagon. In only four weeks, the number of stations carrying the series roared from 13 to more than 70. Batman ran on ABC from 1966 to 1968 with two episodes per week the first year, drenched in camp and bright colors of pop art. Wednesday's episode was always a cliffhanger with Batman and Robin captured and about to be frozen fried. F-R-I-C-A-S-S-A-E-E-D. Fricasseed? 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 I just even, I guess it's fricasseed. Fricasseed. Even you spelling it out to me, I can't picture it, so I can't. Turned into postage stamps while the narrator, William Dozer, who is also the show's producer, asked, Is this the end for Batman and Robin? The series returned on Thursday. Same bat time, same bat channel, cried Dozer. In time for Batman and Robin to escape down the criminal kingpin of the week. Usually Penguin, Joker, Riddler. Um, talking about Burgess Meredith, Cesar Romero, or Frank Gorshin. It's an understatement to say Batman was big stuff. The show held two spots in the top ten. Uh, Batman was a bonanza for over-the-hill actors and actresses who stood in line to play one of the colorful villains. Otto Preminger, who played Mr. Uh, Mr. Freeze, George Sanders, and Eli Wallach all played Mr. Freeze, while Eartha Kitt, Julie Newmar, and Lee Merriweather each did a turn as Catwoman. Others included Tallulah Bankhead, Milton Berle, Art Carney, Vincent Price, who played Egghead, uh, Liberace, <laughs> Shelley Winters, Zaza Gabor, and most terrifying of all, Rudy Valley. And don't brag about Prince and his atonal repeti- uh, repetitive bat dance that accompanies the Batman movie. The series has an atonal repetitive theme song of its own that climbed to the number 17 on the record charts that year. Uh, it continues. You want to hear more? Oh, yeah. There was a, even a movie version, a slapdash longer version of the series, which also got really popular. I found it started being played. Where is it? Uh, on uh, Channel 9 started playing it. Uh, 8 o'clock after Cosby and Kate and Alley, Batman, 1966 movie. So they started like, like oh, this. And it worked because I was hooked, line and sinker. Oh, yeah. Whenever it was on, you. And then. Yeah, you'd you'd start taping it. I'd have the tapes, and then and then my family got me VHS tapes of Batman, not realizing it was the 1940s series. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that was yeah, awful. Like, it was I wanted it though. Uh, yeah, West now 60, and this is in um, 1989. 89? Yeah. Holy shit! Wait, really? Yeah, has spent the last 20 years lamenting that Batman typecast him to the point where he couldn't get other work. It sounds reasonable, except that anyone who's seen Wes in anything knows better. Before Batman, blah, 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 blah. Uh, now a mere 21 later, he's back with different bat time and different bat channel, but same old bat. 
an animalist. Pass the bat, shark, repellent, Robin. <laughs> I still don't get why he had to hang upside down. Because I loved every second of it, and I did it on my uh, little tree fort. I don't want to get accused of looking up his green panties and seeing his balls. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, Robin, you better hang upside down, old chum. <laughs> I don't want to see your Robin eggs. Think <laughs> <laughs> your little green panties. Is my Adam West getting any better? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Quickly, Robin, get the bat condoms. <laughs> Catwoman's looking very sexy, and I've been looking at your little green ball sack for too long. <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm riffing here. <laughs> we're workshopping. Okay. All right. What else you got about Batman? No, I I, I think we ah uh, think we covered it. Robin, so I think we covered. I I I think we tan tangented tangented tangentially tangentially. Yeah. I, look, it was uh, it it was great. It was it was something different too. So like even as a kid, like you were just. It was still a, a kid movie, but it was still kind of adult and serious. And you're at that age, too, where you kind of wanted that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And then, yeah. And then and then the, it was strange because that, that was the Batman that you wanted. But then the Batman that you got on the regular basis was the campy uh, Adam West. And you didn't care. Cause you I just agree. wanted more Batman. Yeah. All right, uh, here's my first pick. Another movie of 1989. They're back. Sucking the guts, guys, with the Ghostbusters. To captivate the kids. What's your name? His name is Oscar. And after a hot dog, you poor man. Delight the ladies. So you live alone? I used to have a roommate, but my mom moved to Florida. Yeah! And make you fall in love with them. Spread out, Shirley. All over again. Ghostbusters 2. I'm just as thrilled as you are. Who are you gonna call? Opens Friday at theaters everywhere. Ah, uh, Ghostbusters 2. Um... I was obsessed with this movie. This was as soon as I found it was coming out. Squeezer, I was I, I was a fan of the first movie. I was a huge fan of the the fucking cartoon. I could not get enough of it. And my brother and I got from the book fair that year. I got the junior storybook written by uh, jovial Bob Stein. Squeezer, I don't know if you heard of the man. Oh yes, he goes by R. L. Stein in other circles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And my brother got the novelization, and they all had colored pictures in it. And, you know, I didn't want to read the book or anything, but I definitely wanted to look at the pictures. And uh, <laughs> there was, like, some cool images. And the one image in the back that still sticks with me, I remember sitting in the back of my dad's Bronco and looking at it and just being like, oh, my God, something's in the, in the ghost house. It was like it was a scene of Louis, Louis Tolley when the, the doors open and he's in the, the, the Ghostbusters outfit. Okay. But you couldn't really tell what it was. 
and it gave like a very vague uh, title, like something haunts the Ghostbusters headquarters. Hmm. So were they just going off of that image for the title, or are they just? I mean, this, these are just these are just full colored images that were in sure. the book that had nothing to do with the story. That were just scenes yeah. from the movie, and. Um... Yeah, uh, I and I, I, I of course didn't even know I was carrying around a book by R.L. Stein that uh, he wrote the Junior Storybook. Huh. Jovial Bob Junior? Stein. Ghostbusters Two Junior Storybook. Yeah. And there's a picture. I like pictures. Yeah, and Chris had the novelization. Scholastic. I, I bet you, I I had to have. The thing is, there's so many books that you had with this, with that, the logo on it, you know, that look, like you never, uh, maybe I did. I, you know, it'd be too easy to say that I did. I know for a fact you know, I had it because like, I remember having that and Chris having the novel, he had like the older kid version of novelization. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, nothing reading a novelization. Mm-hmm. But Ghostbusters 2 was a pretty big deal. It was being built up uh, via all the Ghostbusters avenues, which was pretty much the, the toy line was, like, huge from Kenner. And mm-hmm. the, the real Ghostbusters cartoon was promoting it. The serial switched. It started as Ghostbusters cereal, and then it switched over to kind of being, like, real Ghostbusters cereal with Slimer. And it, it kind of took a really hard Ghostbusters 2 slant building up to the summer of 1989 when this is, like, a Christmas movie. Squeezer, hmm. Ghostbusters too, right? You say hmm, uh, like you haven't seen it. I mean, yeah, it takes place. Yeah, it's Christmas over the holiday. And people say it's New Year's, but yeah, New Year's Eve, but it's very Christmas. Um, Becky's Drive-In was playing it with chances. Uh, some uh, movie called Chances Are. Chances are. I wish I could tell you I knew and know where I saw it, but. I we I know exactly where I saw it. We saw it at the General Cinemas because it wasn't playing at, um, and I'm saying it's true. It was not playing at AMC Tillman Eight. Huh. Uh, so we saw it at the Lehigh Valley Mall. Well, it's probably. I mean, most likely that's where I was. It's right down the street. Yeah. Um, Why wasn't it playing it? What the hell was in Tillman 8 at the time? That stuff used to ha- be weird like that. Like, you used to have to go to certain theaters. Like, stuff didn't go to every theater for some reason. Huh. So, it premiered June 16th. Let me see if I can't find a paper from June 16th really quickly here and tell you, make sure I'm not talking out of my ass. There was a lot of money made this summer. Yeah. June I'm just 16th main edition. All right, let's see movies being played. Um so let me zoom out here and movies. Yeah, Fletch Lives, Speeches, Child's Play, Dead Poet Society, Field of Dreams, Last Crusade, 
uh, say anything. Roadhouse, Rain Man, Pet Cemetery. No. Halls. Bye. <laughs> Lean on me. Canine. Major League. Uh, see no evil, hear no evil. Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. Land Before Time. The Naked Gun. Uh, and The Rescuers. Ah. So. Uh, it, it's crazy to think too because like there were so many movies and stuff just kept coming out like Batman was a m- monster film it only had like two weeks at the box office tops like it, at number one and then like if, like we're now like there were there were stretches where those movies like were just number one for like weeks on end and a lot of it has to depend on the release. Just there's so much came out this year that like the next thing came out, just people kept going to the you know, damn. You movie. know what? I didn't think I saw Land Before Time at the drive-in. I did. It was at Shankweilers. I was like, I remember seeing it, but I couldn't find proof that I saw it at Shankweilers. And here it is, June 16th. It was at Shankweilers with Fletch Lives. I don't remember seeing that, but my dad, knowing my dad, he probably stayed for Fletch Lives. <laughs> Tucked you guys in and the back of the Bronco. So it looks like Ghostbusters was at Tillman Eight, but it also this is a really cool ad for drive-ins at Singing Springs and Deer Lake, which is where Muhammad Ali trained. Huh. <clears throat> um, Tillman Eight was showing Indiana Jones, Dead Poet Society, Ghostbusters Two. I don't know why we went to. So I guess my mom wanted to go to the mall. My dad probably took us to the movies. That's all I could think of. And I would ask him, but he can't remember yesterday, so. <laughs> oh, that, uh, you didn't talk to me yesterday. Yes, I did. No, I didn't. <laughs> okay, no, I didn't. Um, all right, uh, moving on, Squeezer. Ghostbusters 2. We don't have to talk about fucking what the movie's about. God damn. No. We beat that to a fucking... Pulp. Oh, one one thing that really disturbs me is how much hate it gets from people. Ghostbusters too. Yeah, they say it yeah. ruined their childhood back uh, then. Uh, I just, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm looking through uh, six year old rose colored glasses, but I, I still love it. it. I still watch it and love it. It's fucking hysterical yeah. and awesome. Hey, pal, where the hell are you from? Hey, Johnny, where the hell are you from? The Upper West Side. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're not going to get a green card with that attitude, pal. <laughs> the joyfulness is over, but, yeah, but I think go, go. I know what's wrong. Vigo's missing his kitten. He's suffering from Carpathian kitten loss. We'll just put <laughs> one in right here. Dr. Bateman, no, no, joyfulness is over. I get it. He's sweet on you. And she just completely ignores him. She's like, you know, Peter, sometimes I get the feeling that that painting's watching me. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. It's like in the guts, guys, with the Ghostbusters. <laughs> Keep, I'll just let. Sorry, I'll lay out. I'll let you just do the whole movie. The... Best line in the whole thing that I didn't get to like till like five years ago, and you didn't either. You got it on the show. When he goes, she goes, I really ought to put him down. He goes, May I? She goes, Sure. Because <laughs> you're you're fat, you stink, and your belly button <laughs> sticks out too far, and you're a whole horrible burden on your poor mother. And I never got it. And then one day it just stuck in me. He's putting him down like he's insulting him. And you still had to explain it to me. Yeah. 
I'm like, oh, I get it now. It's Best joke in the whole movie went right over, my, right over my head. Yep. Ah, okay, Squeezer. Unless you want me to read you the brunch menu from uh, the Hotel Bethlehem from 1989, we can move on. <laughs> you can go. Oh, I thought you were going to read the menu from the restaurant that Peter and Dana were on a date at. Let me guess, guys. All you can eat rib night at the Sizzler. <laughs> Here's your next pick. Hey! was that uh that that it was things have changed uh that was the uh first nerf blaster ball nerf for the the first uh, commercial for the first nerf blaster in 1989 prior to 19 play changed entirely in 1989 how we played before that the only thing you had as a child was a hoop and a stick you had nothing else to do outside but to play with that. True. In 1989, Nerf released uh, the ball, which all it is is a tube with a plunger mechanism that shoots a foam ball, and it changed f- summer fun forever and then became a massive toy line in itself. Um, and uh, it... it, it took off and a year later they came out with um a, a larger one that could shoot three balls then you had the one the the what the hell was the one with the with the barrel on it like the gatling gun one that mm-hmm. i never had but all the cool kids had uh 1991 they released a dart gun so you get the bow and arrow and then you know the line just explodes and like it, it defined my summers like that that was like nerf was awesome Be- because before that like you, you had cap guns and you, like and you had some dart guns but like nerf made guns that could shoot and you can shoot each other safely and, and still like be accurate where you didn't have to just use a bb gun that that like eventually was like in high school when you just fuck around but yeah the the nerf blaster ball uh, was uh it was a defining moment in outdoor, in well, not even outdoor because it's foam in play in general. Play in general, yeah. Uh, have, have you seen um, uh, Murph? No. Nerf Murph. So it took them thirty uh, some years, and uh, now Nerf has a mascot. Oh, currently. Uh, Murph, M-U-R-P-H. Uh, they are a organism made entirely of darts, and it's mortifying. The internet loves it because they hate it. Uh, it's almost like a, a 
It's what I picture is if you 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 gutted Gritty and pulled him inside out. That's what Murph. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's terrifying. Nerf has a nightmarish new mascot to Murph. Yes. It's really fucking terrifying. And I kind of like it. Um, oh, he's non-binary, apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah, they stressed that. Um, I didn't know. Not he, or they. They are non-binary. I'm sorry. I really um, fucked that up. Yeah. I? Yeah, it defeats the... I, I didn't know that anyone called into question the gender of a anthropomorphic pile of nerf darts but you know whatever um his catchphrase is unleash the play in you yeah people are a little con confused about the marketing here and it's uh definitely uh almost like they like ran out of idea like uh, look if you have if you're gonna come up with a mascot right you're gonna have at least maybe two options on the table. It's like, hey, which one do we want? This one or this one? What the hell was the other one if Murph is your choice? Yeah. And why does Nerf need a mascot? Why can't it just be kids playing with Nerf toys? Rob Sheridan on Twitter says Nerf has introduced their new mascot Murph, a big, weird, featureless, terrifying, gun toting Bigfoot thing made of foam darts who yearns to unleash the plan you. Murph is a fucking nightmare, and I love him. Thank you, Nerf Brand, for this floppy affront to God. <laughs> uh, I, I think the beauty of it is it, it is 100% unnecessary. Mm -hmm. I like, like that they at have any a, point a any of us clamoring for a Nerf mascot? I mean, no, but I still like no. him. He's pretty cool. Yeah, he's cool. I mean, to be fair... When I heard that the Flyers were getting a mascot, I'm like, "Oh, this is not going to work." So it's a it, the fan base it, it doesn't want that. We have no interest in that. And then you see him, you're like, "What the hell is that?" And then you meet him. We were in a train leaving Germany to to the air, go to the airport, Squeezer in uh, Munich, uh -huh. and in the morning it got because we are six hours ahead, and that night I guess they debuted him. And everyone on the train is fucking talking about Gritty. And I'm like, what are they talking? Everyone's talking about this. So we looked it up. I'm like, what is this thing? And then, like, Philly hated it. But then when everyone else started hating it, Philly was like, whoa, no, 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 no. We only could hate our things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a sense of self. And then when you realize that Gritty is just a total dick. Um, someone wrote. On Twitter, yo, it's so crazy seeing Murph becoming the official mascot of Nerf. I still remember when we both worked at the car wash in high school. Proud of you, dude. And they have one of those <laughs> blue and orange, like, brush, spinning brush things. Yes. Uh, it's, that, that's when you know, you know what, I'm not too worried. You know the economy's going strong when uh, a, a company can invest that into their, their marketing. Mm, I wonder what, I wonder what the, the bottom line on all that. R and D was. Uh, yeah, I I bet it was probably just someone work a worker, there fell and got covered in glue and then they fell into and a his, vat of and Nerf his his arts. name was Tom Murphy and they call him Murph and they're like yo Murph hey Murph hey, <laughs> look at him Nerf. Murph's the Nerf mascot oh my god that's genius <laughs> we shouldn't drink then, at work anymore though. <laughs> 
the whole time it's a joke between all like the bottom the lower <laughs> under the line guys and then the marketing director walks in and thought like they missed out on something so like oh of course this is our new mascot yeah look at him with the the peeling his skin off when he tries to take the glued on <laughs> arrows off or or darts or whatever the fuck they are <laughs> i love it um, but yeah, we would not, if it weren't for, uh, the summer of 1989 and the release of the Blaster Ball, which came in a two pack, came in a set of the Blaster Ball Blaster, Blaster Ball game Blaster set. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it weren't for that, we would not have Murph today, so. Well, fucking A, man. Yep. All right, moving on. My second pick. Bayside High? Hey, it's just a typical school. With typical teachers. <laughs> and very normal students. Close! Yes! We're all really close. Just like your school, huh? Oh, yeah! yeah! Weekday afternoons at 4.30 on FTS Fox 48. So, would you believe, Squeezer, that the summer of 1989 was the debut of Saved by the Bell? Hmm. I found... In summer. In the summer, yeah. August 20th, 1989. Which was... August 20th, 1989. Oh, it was the day Lyle and Eric Menendez murdered their parents. (laughs) Oh, that's fun. Right. Um, That's a fun little trivia. On this day, what two events occurred in American history? It was a Sunday, too. So, a weird day for Saved by the Bell to debut. Oh, shut up, Siri. I'm not asking you. We know already. My God. All right, so uh, I uh, back in 2019, squeeze her. The Today Show did this whole like op-ed, multi-article deal on not, summer of 1989, and then one of the articles was on how Saved by the Bell defied the odds and conquered Saturday mornings, even though it debuted on a Sunday. And it says, there is no way to know it at the time, but the face of popular culture would undergo a seismic shift on August 20th, 1989, when a retooled show, it was retooled from, uh, I think, Good Morning, Miss Bliss, it was called, mm-hmm. which replayed mm-hmm. on Disney Channel. Uh, retooled show called Say by the Bell was beamed into our living rooms for the first time. 30 years later, 32, te- 33 technically, 33 years later, the adventures of Bayside High students Zach Slater, Screech, Kelly, Jesse, and Lisa continue to hold a special place in the hearts of viewers, even as they grown into adulthood and left behind a world where getting a zip before the big dance is the most crushing thing that can befall on someone. But in 1989, the show's future was dubious, as dubious as one of Zach's schemes, because the concept of live-action series airing on Saturday mornings, a time period dedicated to cartoons, was new. Uh, the idea of making shows for Saturday morning and for kids instead of adults felt like someone was sending me to work in the basement or Siberia, series creator P- Peter Engel said uh, in his memoir, I Was Saved by the Bell. 
2016. Born out of the failed Disney Channel show. Oh, it was a Disney Channel show. Good Morning, Miss Bliss. At the urging of the then NBC president, Brandon Tartikoff, Saved by the Bell featured Miss Bliss holdovers, Mark Paul Gosliar, Lark Voorhees, Dustin Diamond, and Dennis Haskins, while Engel cast Mario Lopez, Elizabeth Berkeley, and Timber- Tiffany Thiessen, then known as Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Ed Alonzo, who played Max, owner of the popular hangout, the Max, rounded out the cast. I can't fucking talk. (laughs) Rounded out the cast for the first season. I never gave much thought if the show would succeed or not, Alonzo told today. We just went in every day and tried to have fun. Hmm. Ironically, the series would debut on a Sunday night squeezer following a rerun of Family Ties. I mean, it's a good lead-in. Yeah. Kids were bussed in for the first taping, and it was there that Engel first got a sense of something special about the program. Huh. They went berserk, Engel told today, about the kids in the audience. The first episode was crazy. It was nuts. It was like a Beatles concert. The ratings matched the fervor of the studio audience. You're a success. You beat family ties, Engel Engel recalled Tartikoff telling him in a 7 a.m. phone call the next day. Wow, fuck. The first episode that aired featured guest star Casey Kasem emceeing a dance contest. Oh, that's when AC Slater broke down with his dance. I'm Casey Kasem. We're here at Saved by the Bell, Bayside High, and (laughs) Zach Morris is going to get a little racist against AC Slater. Uh, How did the show do with non-bankable stars slated to air Saturday mornings wind up with a commodity like Kasem, who is known for his radio work? Um, I had an idea to do a dance show and Casey was my friend, was a friend of my number one writer, Tom Tenowich. Oh, I guess that's how you get Casey Kasem. I don't know. That's pretty crazy. There's, there's pictures from it. The guy looks like a fucking pedophile, but where is Peter letter jacket there? Casey Kasem? No, Peter Engel. Oh, yeah. But he's probably just sick of dealing with these little asshole kids. I guess every like old man in the 80s looked like a pedophile, right? <laughs> I mean, it was a style. It was a style. Um, the reviews were absolutely devastating. I guess critics raked it over the coals. Uh, uh, well, what do you expect? It's yeah. not that kind of... Right, uh. It's not for critics. The LA Times even made fun of Tiffany Amber Thiessen's name. What the hell is wrong with... Seriously? Shakespeare. They were trolling back then? Yeah. Shakespeare, Saved by the Bell, was not. But that was okay because it was never more than what it was meant to be. Silly and fun. It may have touched on serious subject matters from time to time. The famous episode where Jesse gets hooked on caffeine pills. Pills! Pills! (laughs) I'm so excited! (laughs) Um... Yeah, I love Saved by the Bell, man. I fucking yeah. couldn't get enough of it. I haven't watched the college years and the screech shit when the new oh, class I know. I, I remember my sister and I, we didn't always see eye to eye, eye to eye, but when the college years got announced, like we knew that show was going to be on. Oh, prime time. Yeah. Hmm. We're like, oh, finally, TV for us to watch. And my parents were like, what the fuck? Everything we watch is for you. Yeah, Dustin Diamond, rest in peace, passed away, but he went the craziest out of the entire group. Uh, surprisingly, 
Urkel did not. What was that? What did I just see? Oh, he Jaleel White, who played Urkel. He was in the Adam Sandler movie, Hustle, but that takes place oh. in Philadelphia. Well, he had a series a little while back. Yeah. The hell, what the hell is that called? I never watched it, but... It's called, Then I Knew That. <laughs> <laughs> but Saved by the Bell, who would have thunk it came out in the summer of 89, Squeezer? Here is your next pick. What will the future bring from Nintendo? More hits like The Legend of Zelda. Sports hits like Ice Hockey. Nintendo has the most video game hits like Hogan's Alley and Donkey Kong Classics and more like Excitebike and RC Pro-Am. And you can play them only on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power. Turtle power. T-U-R-T-L-E power. power. Uh, that did come out in 89. A lot of good games came out a lot in 89. A lot of bad games also came out in 89. I'm looking at you, Back to the Future. I got my NES in the summer of 89. As did I. Mm. Yeah, that's why I know it's been, it was out for a while, and some people are like, oh, I got mine. Yeah, but it didn't get a wide release till 89. Like, people didn't start buying it yeah. till 89. It was, it was, it was definitely a, a luxury. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's always technically a luxury, but. Um, uh, only the, the, the richest children among us, uh, you know, had one before 89. Then, uh, then us common folk had it, I guess. But it all uh, seemed but new. Yeah, it, it like, it all seemed new. shut my like, summer you know? down. Yeah. Not me. You know, we played it at night and on rainy days, but, you know, we still going outside was the number one. Yeah. I guess. Or you just take like, it outside. <laughs> as, as soon as well, you you sque- little squeezer. If I could remember, and I pieced together. Oh, by the way, last week was our three hundredth show. Oh yeah, happy three uh, hundredth. Yeah, happy three hundred. Yeah. This is our three hundredth one show. Spectacular. So yep. over three hundred shows with you, I pieced together that little squeezer. While you liked outside, you were more of a fan of your dark basement. Well, it's just because there were people outside. I, if the, if the outside existed. I'm like that Twilight Zone episode with the the books. Like I just yeah. Uh, I just what's want to be name? left alone. And he breaks his glasses. Yeah, I can't see what that is. I I did that at my kid's birthday party. I started making a joke and I started crying like he can't see without his glasses and everyone's staring at me. And then I had to explain it and they're like, "Why are you making a joke about that?" I'm just you know what? I'm gonna go outside. Well, no one said that. Oh, he that was before the world died, right? They say that. What's that? No, I was making a My Girl reference. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I started quoting My Girl. I'm like, I can't see without oh, glasses. When, she, when, when he's in the, in the yeah. he's dead, yeah. In the yeah, coffin. Yeah. Mm. Um, Bemis. And yeah, my Bemis. Henry like, Bemis. Wrong with it was you? Burgess Meredith. It was Penguin. In what? Henry, the Twilight Zone. Henry Bemis. Oh. Time, time Wait, enough. Was at, it really? Yeah, time enough at last. It's it's. Yeah. Enchantress's yeah. favorite episode of, of, because uh, that's where she sees it. But, like, time enough at last to read your books. Bemis in your damn books. They kept calling him Bemis. It was Burgess mm. Meredith. And then like the world, um, 
ends and he's left alone to read his books, but then he breaks his glasses and he can't read his books. Yeah. All right, continue. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but Summer 89, and there, there's some big titles that came out. I'm not saying I got all the newest games. In fact, for the longest time, I was just playing uh, Mario and Duck Hunt. Yeah, and it was rentals for a long time. Yeah, it was a lot of rentals. But I remember we got, we got Mario and Duck Hunt uh, with the system. We got the action system with the orange gun. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I remember we got... Mario 2, which was the biggest game that summer. And we got Duck Tales. And then for Christmas that year, my grandma got Chris Rad Racer and me WrestleMania. Uh, and then for our birthday the next year, we got Mario Brothers 3. Yes. Oh, I, I clearly remember getting married, opening that up in that yellow box. Just. Well, my neighbor, my face, my and the na- party was at that point. The party was over. We went upstairs and we were playing. Yeah, my neighbor Vincent got got it first. He got it when it came out, so we'd be down at his house just watching him play constantly because we saw it that Chris that summer on paper or Christmas on pay per view on the Wizard, a new mm-hmm. game Mario Three, and they made a movie about it. <laughs> meanwhile, my brother and I are we my my grandpa takes us to a barber down by. It, like right there on Twelfth uh, Street and uh, Sumner, that was okay, our, yep. our, our barber. Mm-hmm. It's called like Miss D's. It was you know, and she had like Time Magazine or something in her lobby. And we're flipping through it, and it's like talking about Super Mario World and a Super Nintendo. We're like, what? Because you know, shit's out in Japan. Yeah, but they're reporting on it. But and there's no internet, so like this is like mind boggling. And we won. You know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, like the 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 period between when we got Nintendo and Super Nintendo existed was not that long. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I wouldn't the, get Super the Nintendo. Genesis came out. Yeah, the Genesis came out the same summer. Yeah, but and I, and I was just getting it. Like it, it was out of there was there was that time like a new system came out, but you didn't get it for years. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get the Super Nintendo till ninety three. Uh, same thing. Uh. You're going to talk about any other gaming devices, are you? Yes. Okay. I'll shut up then. Handheld, um, portable. I won't say a word. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, of all the games that did come out in 89, uh, I think I w- in that case, I want to say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was the first game. We got that, that for Christmas I got too. New. The first game we got new was Mario 2 and then DuckTales. Hmm. I remember we got them from Bradley's. I remember getting them, Squeeze. I can remember buying them, what we were wearing. It was after church. I'm a monster. Yeah, you, you got uh, DuckTales and I got Mickey Mouse Capades. I think I won on that one. Yeah, you did. It's, uh, this game's a little rough. DuckTales is fucking amazing. Oh yeah, it was fucking Mega Man, but it was Duck, is Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> um, I got uh, yeah, I I remember my dad's friend Scott got us Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for Christmas that year, and um, yeah, we didn't really have many more games. Like we got Ghostbusters two, 
We never had Ghostbusters. We had Ghostbusters for a Commodore, but we never had it for Nintendo. We had Ghostbusters two. Oh no, I had I had Ghostbusters. A lot of fun games where you just grind it out. Mm-hmm. We never had Contra. We had Cabal. My neighbor down the street, Vincent, had Contra. We wanted to play Contra every time he says he had Bubble Bobble. He had fucking Marble Madness. He had Spy vs. Spy. And I always wanted to play Spy vs. Spy. And he's like, this game is so stupid. We're not playing it. But I always wanted to play Spy vs. Spy. That was the same. My neighbors had it, and I always wanted to play. Right, but they never wanted to play it because it was stupid. Because the game was stupid, but you didn't. You know, that's what <laughs> you wanted to play. Uh, and then everything else, we just rented a lot of games. Yeah. All right. Shall we move on, sir? Uh, let's see. Let's show. They said it wasn't humanly possible. All the power and excitement of Nintendo right in the palm of your hand. Introducing Game Boy. It's portable, it's in stereo, and its games are interchangeable. Game Boy comes complete with batteries and the outrageous new game, Tetris. And for head-to-head competition, use Video Link and blow your opponent away. Game Boy, only from Nintendo. Now you're playing with power. Portable power. Portable power. <laughs> um, Game Boy is the other system I was talking about, Squeezer. When you're like, uh, yes. Are you talking about any of the systems? Now, <laughs> Game Boy, my brother got, I believe, that Christmas of 89. And then I was like so jealous and I wanted one myself. They let me use my. Hold on. When, when, oh, I got to get my book out because I use First Holy Communion money. So this will tell <laughs> if I'm lying or not. Or not lying. I'm just wrong. So I think I would have gotten my first Holy Communion. Squeezer. Turning pages with the rad years. In second grade. Yes. And that was Halloween of 89 and 19. Then it would have turned Christmas in 90. I would have had my first. Holy man, maybe it was the next year. Maybe it was the next year we we might have got it. Squeezer. <laughs> Garage wasn't closed. Uh, I don't. I I can't. That's one thing I can't. I remember my brother getting Game Boy and he got Super Mario Land and I and it came with Tetris and I was very jealous. And I wanted one so bad, and they let me take my money, my first Holy Communion money, and buy some of it and buy it. But I had my first Holy Communion in the, the spring of 1990. Maybe he got it for his birthday. But I remember it was, it was Christmas. It was Christmas. I don't know. I'm going to have to talk to Chris about this. But he doesn't remember shit. So anyway, Game Boy came out and uh, hit American Shores in fucking summer of 89, Squeezer. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't know when I got mine. Tetris, we got ours close to that because it was still the same set, that original set. That was the set I got. That was the set Chris got with Tetris. Um, oh, fuck, I remember. I think it was third or fourth grade. My friend John had Anyway, um, so today, the same article today, uh, the, the, the retrospective today, did they did an article, Why Game Boy and Tetris Were the Perfect Fit. According to the game's creator, Tetris creator Alexei uh, Padig... I thought he died in season three of... No. Uh, Alexei 
uh, Padishnov spoke to today about a puzzle game's massive popularity on the portable video game system for our summer of 89 series. Now, re- this is on uh, today.com if you want to read along. It's by Shane Liu and Aaron Clements. But if you go on Gaming Historian, he does an hour-long episode of the history of Tetris and how all the money went to the Russian state and how it came to fucking America. It's crazy, crazy story. Long before the smartphone, long before the Nintendo Switch, these guys write like assholes, there was a Nintendo Game Boy. (laughs) The first truly popular electronic device that allowed both kids and adults to play a library of games on the go. I can't tell. The Game Boy was not the best portable hand game, game game system squeezer. Game Gear had the color screen and essentially was the Mega Drive in a portable form. Mm-hmm. The Atari Lynx had the color screen. There was better, arguably better systems, but the eight batteries and they had backlights. This Game Boy didn't. The eight batteries like crazy and they didn't have the fucking games. Game Boy had some of the best fucking video games ever created. And four AA batteries would last you fucking forever. The thing was like unstoppable. No backlight. Uh, A puke green monochromatic monochromatic screen squeezer. Mm -hmm. How was this such an amazing system? It's insane. And and also, look, you laugh at like the size of the brick, but compare the size of the brick to what a Game Gear was. Game Gear was the size of a cinder block. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's a it, was a gen, it was a Genesis with a screen in it. Yeah, it was a, a master system with a screen in it. Sorry. Quite literally, it was a master system. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Exact yeah. same system. Exact same chipset. Yeah. Uh, the scale is absurd. The Game Boy was released in '89, and the words of Nintendo is the most successful video game system ever released, with selling more than 150 million systems at worldwide. I think 3DS has passed it, but I'm not sure. Game Boy was super successful. Uh, it was 8-bit. Uh, the colors were dull. The screen was as it wasn't four colors of gray. It was four colors of fucking puke green. But I, I fucking Game Boy Man was my go-to every day. Love the fucking system. A system you could take to grandma's. You could take to fucking in the car. You could you know take anywhere you wanted, and you could play video games. And it's like okay, before we had those Tiger System squeezer, those portable ones. Those LCD oh, yeah. games sucked. Like the the idea of taking a game somewhere. Like, those games suck. This was, like, Nintendo-level games. Sometimes better. Like, my favorite Mario my favorite Mario game of all time is Mario 3. My second favorite is Super Mario World 2, Super Mario Land 2, the six golden coins, like, for Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my, my Link's Awakening is my favorite Zelda game. Yeah, Link's Awakening is, well, it's my second. My first is Ocarina of Time. All right. But all right. Link's Awakening. Uh, fucking, like... <clears throat> Kirby's Dreamland. Kirby's Dreamland, amazing. Uh, uh, there's so many good games released. But, uh, Pokemon. Pokemon. The, the monster. In 1998, almost 10 years after the system was released. Yeah. Monster. It, it, arguably, its biggest game release, yes. and then becomes an entire brand in itself. Absolutely. And this was all Game Boy. And um, Game Boy was huge. It had a lot of iterations. The Game Boy uh, Play It Loud series, which had different color cases. And there was the Game Boy Pocket. 
and then the Game Boy uh, Color, and then the Game Boy Advance, and uh, all played the same games. That, that The first Tetris cartridge you got in your Game Boy could play on the Game Boy Advance uh, all those years later. Uh, but Tetris was f- f- probably one of the games I played the most on fucking Game Boy, and it works so good on Game Boy for some reason. I don't know what it was about. Yeah. Game Boy, but there was a lot of games that uh, that were just really fucking good on Game Boy, and there were some games that were hot smoking fucking garbage, like Mortal Kombat games on Game <laughs> Boy were fucking awful. But you know, uh, Home Alone Two. Uh, Home Alone Two was awful, but I played the shit out of it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because that's the thing. Whether the game sucked or not, it was your game. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you just need a little break from. Yeah. Some awesomeness, you know? That is true. Um, Squeezer, your next pick. Hmm. If I see you next to never, then how can we see forever? Wherever you go, whatever you do, I will. What's that? What? This song has been stuck in your head for the last uh, 33 years? I know Delilah played it, so I'm not going to pretend like I never heard it before, but what's its uh, connotation here? Oh, so, yeah, this was, uh, uh, this came out the summer of 89, and it, my mom listened to this ad nauseum. It was always on. Now, it wasn't necessarily Delilah, Delilah yet. This is pre-Delilah, like pre-Diluvian Delilah. Um, but th- this song was all over the damn place. And then what's funny is it went, I don't know if it actually went away, but it had a resurgence, and, and especially in my case, those middle school dances Oh, Roughly yeah. ten Who's, years what is later, song? what is the song? Uh, right here waiting. Uh, by Richard Marks. Ah, uh, I saw. So I pulled up. I was clipping a whole bunch of stuff from newspapers. Um, and uh, they have the top ten. And do you, do you know the top ten? Uh, for eighty nine. Oh, right here waiting is even on there. This is the top ten songs in uh, June for in June of nineteen eighty nine. Oh, uh, well, this re- I think it released at the end. Of, oh, June, it released June 29th of eighty nine. Okay, because "Satisfied" by Richard Marx is number seven. Uh, that was the first single that uh, uh, came num- off. Number that. one was "Wind Beneath My Wings" by Bette Midler. <laughs> Two mm-hmm. was that was a Delilah song. Two was I'll Be Loving You Forever, New Kids on the Block. I can't even tell you I know that song, Squeezer. Yeah, I, I know the big is I guess is that a big one? I have no idea. Unless it's catchy. Hang on, let me. Every Little Step by Bobby Brown. Rock On by Michael Damien. 
Buffalo stance by Nana Sherry. Nana Sherry. Nana Sherry. I don't even know. Patience by Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses. I know that fucking song. Yeah. Uh, Satisfied Richard Marks is seven. Soldier of Love by Donny Osmond is eight. Close My Eyes Forever by Lita Ford with Ozzy Osbourne. And Where Are You Now by Jimmy Heron with Cinch. Top 10 LPs. Number 10, Squeezer. Coming in at number 10, Sonic Temple by The Cult. Number nine, Bib Daddy, John Cooper Mellencamp. Number eight, Hanging Tough, New Kids in the Block. Number seven, Full Moon for Full Moon Fever, Tom Petty. Number six, Forever Your Girl by Paul Abdul. Five, GNR Lies, Guns N' Roses. Four, Don't Be Cruel, Bobby Brown. Three, Like a Prayer Madonna. Two, Beaches Soundtrack. And one, The Raw and the Cooked by Fine Young Cannibals. That's not a bad list. Oh, that's a hell. That, oh, God, that album's so good. Mm-hmm. I clipped a lot of things to, to go over of eighty nine. I don't know if we'll have Yeah, I, I I actually I got I got lost. I was listening to some fine young cannibals on the uh during my my research and uh yeah, this was uh this song was was so big and 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 when it came back with uh the 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 time ninety six, ninety seven and ninety eight so then Monica, do you remember Monica, uh, nope. the boy is mine? Nope. Oh, yes. You know, yeah, yes. the boy is mine. Uh, she covered that on this album, so I'm guessing it might actually, was that the version, or no, because I still remember Richard Marks, and just awkwardly dancing when I don't want to, and like, if you listen to it, it's, it's a story about the, like, a song he wrote for his wife who was like filming a movie halfway across the world. And, like, I guess I'm supposed to be right here waiting for you. Mm. You know, we're, you know, prepubescent children trying to figure out all these funny feelings and we're awkwardly standing. Isn't his wife, uh, what's other. her name, from uh, MTV? Uh, I think, uh, yeah, she wasn't. Uh, what the hell was. Uh, oh, it's his personal life here. Da 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 da. Uh, it's Daisy Fuentes, right? Was it? I know Tito Fuentes. Senor Burns. Da, and da, that's da, why da, I know Tito Fuentes. The Diablo con dinero. Uh, yeah, I'll agree with you. No, yeah, I think you're right. What's the... Why can't I find anything? Right, what if I just Google him with the Rogers? Richard Marks X wife. Cynthia Rhodes. She was a dancer and she was in Flash Dance and Dirty Dancing. No, I don't. Oh, you know what I'm thinking? When we did him at the Sands, he was there. Daisy Fuentes was there, so I think he might be ah. married to her now. Oh yeah, they got so the 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 song that this beautiful song that he wrote to her uh, only lasted until 2014, I guess. Ah. 
Squeeze, you do want to hear what the hot sellers for a sale at Kitty City in June of 1989 were? Yeah, we're talking about uh, Richard Marks right now, so I need you to bail me out. <laughs> so pools were pools were big. If you thought above ground, cheap above ground pools sold at Target were big now, they're apparently mm-hmm. big in 89. For $349, get a 15 by 42 pool. Uh, 149. Oh, oh, here's the pool we had: the six by fifteen quick set pool with Sesame Street characters on it. Six foot wide by fifteen foot deep. Fifteen foot deep, baby. Oh, yeah. It's just a, a giant tube of water in your backyard. <laughs> well, you know. Um. Whatever you know, you gotta keep the kids. At bay somehow. This uh, was, I believe, Squeezer. Oh, no. Here's the one we had. 8 by 18. That's twenty two ninety nine. It was 18 inches deep, and it was 8 foot wide. Eight Ooh, foot that's a big pool. Yeah, it was decent, but they didn't put it out all summer. They put it out for like a, a few days, you know, you know, and then you, 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 you get to go out with Dad and kick the side over to drain it. Yeah. So pools, uh, little pools, like the plastic pools, were, were big. Uh, Ninja Turtles, three dollars forty nine cents from Playmates. Oh. Sesame Street Playhouse, one hundred sixty nine dollars ninety nine cents. Squeezer. Whoa, man! And that's eighty nine dollars. Mm-hmm. Wow, Sesame nice. Street Picnic Table, thirty seven ninety nine. Oh, I had one of these Fisher Price Bubble Mower, a mower just like Dad's with fun making bubbles. Fourteen ninety nine. They're selling a I, lot of batteries. I, I still move that fucker around my garage to this day. Kodak I mean, Duralite. It's, it's not the same one, but yeah, it, that 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 bubble mower is still still a staple. They were selling three dollars. They had a coupon three dollars off any Nintendo compatible cartridge. They're showing WrestleMania and bases loaded. Uh, the coupon's valid June twenty second to twenty fifth in nine eighty nine. So you cannot use it. Still squeezer. Uh, oh. And then another coupon, $10 off any Sega hardware system. And they're showing a picture of the Mega, uh, the, the, the Master System. Choose for a Master System or Base System. So they're not, you can't get the Genesis with this because I don't think the Genesis came out until a little later. And this is Kitty City, this, the Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Sunday Squeezer, they're only open 11 to 5. Huh. But uh, yeah, that's uh, Kitty City. Sales in June of '89. Do you remember Morris Squeezer? I forgot Morris till I saw it. The little fucking Where? fox face. M O O R E S. Let me send you a screenshot. I saw this. I was like, oh, shit. Like recovered memory. Recovered memory. My dad definitely fucking went to Mars. Morris. Waiting for a text on the rad, you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here it is. Fuck, pull over. There we go. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. This is how a unicorn walks. What's that? What? This is how you. They were selling anywhere. Uh, more. Moore's was selling. It's from My Little Pony. Twenty-year warranty fiberglass roofing shingles. Seven ninety nine a bundle squeezer. Oh, that's a good. Where was this at? 
It was uh, Airport Road, Allentown, by the by the fucking um, James, right now where where uh, Ollie's is by the service merchandise. Sixteen thirty-five oh, okay. Airport Road. Nah, we didn't see. We weren't traveling all the way that far east. Uh, that's <laughs> crossing the river. You kidding me? Right now, it's right. It's where that. Uh, it's where the boot and jeans, the char is squeezer. That's where Moore was. Oh really? Oh yeah. okay. Yeah. No, I had no idea that we. Well, we had. There's a, there's a a Heckinger's and a Rickles, like you know. Well, we had a triangle, of course. Sure. Which is an Ollie's outlet now. It's still there. Oh yeah. Triangle. Now we we we, we went to Rickles. And if the Rickles didn't have way. what we need, we went to Heckinger's. <sighs> the good old days. Um. All right. I have some more stuff. And I feel old just because I, I after I broke my elliptical, I went and I dug out my bike that I haven't used in forever, and I noticed they had a because I bought it at Sports Authority. They put a sticker on it. So that's how long it has been since I bought that bike and even cleaned up that I realized that I don't know how long Sports Authority has been gone for. But now when they go out of business. Confirming dates with the rad years. Oh, is that what we're doing? I'm doing it. Are they still in business? Oh, no. At time Ooh. of closure. Defunct 2006. Five years ago. Okay, I guess it wasn't that long ago. 2016. I think ours was gone longer. I don't know what the hell it is now. Got my paintball gun there, too. Hmm. All right, shall we move on? I don't know, because this is really interesting stuff that I'm just kind of spewing here. But if you want to take it away from the people, <laughs> I guess... Monday night, Cindy Lauper, uh, Alexandria, Alexandra, Kenny. She wrote a book called How to Keep Your Man Monogamous. So don't miss it. It Hold should on, be interesting. Fast That's all right. Sherry Martell. And here he is. Let's bring out the man mountain, her Ooh. man mountain, Zeus. Oh, yeah! him a couple questions <laughs> maybe <laughs> I i'll put it this way ask him at your uh your own risk yeah zeus mr zeus. mr mr zeus <laughs> my brother <laughs> hey, 
Man, if there's one thing that we've learned, Squeezer, I loved Arsenio Hall, didn't I? <laughs> you did. Any opportunity, because he had WWF guys on all the time, and that was my only opportunity to hear like modern rock, Squeezer, because like no one was talking about it at Catholic school, and my mom listened to Delilah. So if I didn't get to listen to fucking, um, if I didn't get to listen to music on like David Letterman when I'd sneak it in or well, not sneak it in, but like stay up late and watch it or Arsenio Hall, like I didn't fucking hear it. And luckily yeah. on July 21st, 1989, I stayed up to watch Sensational Sherry and Zeus on the Arsenio Hall show. And the band playing was 10,000 Maniacs, Squeezer. Oh. They did two songs, Eat for Two and Poison in the Well. I still, I was like, I know I saw fucking Zeus on Arsenio. And this, I, I watched it because Arsenio was on in summer and so was Letterman. Like, that's when I got to like, all my memories of Letterman are either from New Year's or the summer. All my memories from Arsenio are from the summer because that's when I'd be allowed to stay up and watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And my mom would even start pulling in the, new, the newspapers where you got all your information, you know pre-internet there was no t there was a tv guide but the the newspaper was where so my mom back oh ryan tonight like macho man's gonna be or macho king's gonna be on arsenio and he was on it was on wor9 so i'd even have to record it if i had to go to bed or i'd get to stay up and watch it i remember getting a staff to watch zeus uh because i was just slowly dipping my foot back in the wrestling world back then um that was right after that was right uh after the mega powers explode and Zeus came in and the next WrestleMania was going to be WrestleMania six is when I got in like full tilt. You know what I mean? The next, the next summer I would, this was like the, the, the pre-summer when I was just toes in the water squeezer for, for wrestling. I got, I got you like, Oh, this is kind of fun. Well, and no, then, I, I was in the rest. I was in the Hulk Hogan. I watched Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling and I watched it, sure. but I kind of like fell out of it. Cause as a kid, you're like into something for a week. I'm sure you see it with your daughters. Oh, constantly. Yeah. But then I fell out of it. But then like I saw, I saw my mom's like, Oh, macho man and everything. But it was Zeus. It was going to be on Arsenio. We watched it and I'm like, Oh, this guy's cool and everything. And we'd watch it here and there. Cause my mom liked to watch it with me. And then the next, I wonder why, and the next summer with, you know, the next spring and summer is when I really got in with Ultimate War and Hogan. That's when I really was like full on wrestling and I didn't look back until I was a fan until 2004 and then I just threw it all away, Squeezer. Yeah, it was a good time to toss it. Arsenio was a great show though, man. I mean, I always had fun with it and you got good music and he was, he was great. He, he played a comic foil. He had fucking Jason on. Like he wasn't, he didn't take himself too seriously. Yeah. It's a late night show. Yeah. You gotta have fun with it. Yeah. yeah you, you know that squeezer. We know the format. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you could look up this whole interview. It's on YouTube. I was like, I wonder if this is on, a lot of our seniors on YouTube. I'm like, I wonder if this is on YouTube and I found the whole thing and it's really weird. Sherry is not but, a good, like Sherry's there, right? Sherry's a bulk of it. Yeah, I would have to be, I would imagine. Right, Zeus can't fucking cut a promo for shit. But Sherry doesn't really do a good job either. Like, uh-huh. like listen to this, listen to this. Okay, folks, look at this. I have the body of a Greek goddess. What are you laughing about? <laughs> what is this? It, it, it's my audience, and, and this is America. They have an opinion. Okay, that's your own opinion. Okay. Okay. 
And I have not made it a fact that I had a thing for Scary Sherry, Sensational Sherry, as a kid. The difference between Elizabeth and myself is I am woman from the top of my head to the bottom of my toes. I don't, wait a minute, I don't have roving eyes, except for the macho man from the top of his, from the top of his head to the bottom of his toes. She got such, like in like two years, when she... Uh, she got so, became such a better promo. She's so no, green. Oh, wait, I'm not finished yet. I'll let you go. But see, I only need one man. That's all I need. The macho man does everything that I need. I don't need two or three, like uh, bimbo champagne. So you're involved with the macho man personally out of the ring? I didn't say that. Well, you did. did. Now, wait a minute. You can't, when you say, I only need one man, since you do also manage Zeus, that's two men, so you must be talking about your personal life. No, I'm not. You said that. I didn't. Well, wait a minute. Macho man, Zeus. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) I digress. Arsenio. Great stuff. Do you want to hear any more of my clipping, Squeezer? Where we go on? Oh, sure. We can. Kill more time. Kill more brain cells. Let's see what I got. I clipped a lot of stuff. I just was going through 89 and clipping stuff. Uh, eating out for Father's Day in 1989, Squeezer. Oh, I'm a fan of that. Uh, Father's Day guide to going out. Um, King Seafood Restaurant on 2nd Avenue in Bethlehem. They had a Father's Day special, but doesn't say anything. Uh Ooh, is it still going? No. Walp's Restaurant, which is now, I think, the Wawa on Airport Road and Union Boulevard. Oh. They were having uh, breakfast 8 a.m. to 11, and then dinner was from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Um, there's a place called Le Du Lorel, which is an Italian-American cuisine, just 10 minutes from city Center City, Allentown, at the... Intersection of Brookside and Lower McCundry Road, south of Route 222. Do you know that? Oh, yeah, it's uh, Hunan Springs now. No, 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 no. That was Widow Brown Inn. Wait, where did you say? Brookside and Lower McCundry Road. Probably. Oh, Brookside and Lower McCundry? Out towards, uh, like, uh, the fucking. What's that restaurant that burned down? Anyway. North yeah. Palace Chinese restaurant. Oh For- no, it's the the uh, Buckeye place now. Buckeye, right? Or is it the brewery? Whatever. No, no, that w- it would be the uh, it would be that crab place now next to the Shell Station has a really good breakfast sandwich. <laughs> oh, great! Uh, Camelot Restaurant Squeezer, fabulous Father's Day buffet. Featuring English cut prime rib, baked ham, poultry, fresh seafood, stir fry, pasta salad, soups, and assorted desserts, only eleven ninety five. A Camelot, oh. Camelot restaurant and cocktail range, Route three seventy eight, half mile north of three hundred nine in Center Valley. Oh, there was like nothing out there back then either. No, probably not. Radio Shack was also having a sale, but I won't get into it. Oh no no! What's Radio Shack got for us? You, you can't you can't tease us with Radio Shack ads and not. Radio Shack selling transporter cellular phone, the C two two hundred one by Radio Shack for seven ninety nine. Squeezer. 
Well, yeah, of course, because the C2202s just came out, so they're just trying to unload them. All right, you could get lightweight stereo headphones for twelve ninety five, four head special mm-hmm. effects VCR, two ninety nine ninety five. You're saving a hundred bucks, Squeezer. Whoa! Feature pack VHS like something I needed. Feature pack VHS camcorder eight ninety nine. You're saving four hundred. PC compatible laptop computer Tandy fourteen hundred LT. Your regular seventeen ninety nine. You're getting it for nine ninety nine today, Squeezer. Damn. Father's Day. 40-channel CB radio, 33% off, regular $89.95. Again, it for $59.95. 10-band stereo equalizer by Realistic. I love, and seeing that Realistic cassette tape in Stranger Things 4 brought back all the Jeffrey feels for me. <laughs> Aww. Everything in our house is like Realistic. A 10-band stereo equalizer by Realistic, $59.95. You know when people had equalizers in their systems? The rack systems. Oh, yeah. My, my my dad had a massive system that is, yeah. <laughs> anyway, ginormous. we'll continue with Squeezer's last pick. From Walt Disney Pictures, Professor Wayne Zielinski's shrinking machine accidentally has gone out of control. What happened? Honey, I shrunk the kids. I threw them out with the trash. They're in the backyard. Now they're battling for survival. Ah! In the adventure of a lifetime. Scorpion! Please! Rick Moranis stars. In Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Rated PG. Starts tomorrow at a theater near you. At a theater near you. Ah, look, there's nothing like imagination, like driven content. Like, as a kid, like, this is like a ch- jumping off point for just like, you know, it, uh, the the whole summer adventure thing. Like you 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 dreamt of like exploring and going out and but you couldn't cuz you're a kid you can't leave the yard or the neighborhood or whatever. But in this case you you get to do that. And you want to explore the giant you... oatmeal cream pie. Yeah. I was a big I, fan I... of Little Debbie oatmeal cream pies too as a kid. So this <laughs> movie spoke to me. And this movie is what caught, got me to get newspapers.com squeezer. Oh, really? Well, remember I said there was you and in, in, in finding out what movie you saw with Jurassic Park in the drive-in. And it was uh, yes. uh, Fire in the Sky. Fire in the Sky. But I, I, I swore I saw Cocoon. I remember my parents staying up for Cocoon when I saw... Um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, because I remember vividly being at the drive-in, seeing, and I was in it totally for the Roger Rabbit short at the beginning. Mm-hmm. The the added um, bonus of of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was just gravy. But then I remember we were up for a bit while Cocoon started, and then we fell asleep. But then we looked it up, and like Cocoon came out way before. I'm like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. And then I looked it up. Shankwathers was playing Cocoon 2 with... Uh, honey, ah. I shrunk the kids. Ah, so and and I mean, as a kid, you weren't. That movie freaked me the fuck out, Squeezer. I don't. Yeah. No, you know me. I'm a scaredy pants. But it wasn't even a scary movie. But it was freaky. Nah, scary for me. Uh, but I mean, even this was scary. It, it had some scary elements in it, but then. It just it was like a big playground, like all the fun stuff and like eating the Oreos and 
like having a giant Lego. And yes, I want to befriend a, a giant little uh, little ant friend and ride him. How awesome would that be? Uh, I was kind of mortified and terrified at the fact that uh, I didn't know like scorpions were real. Oh. I mean, I knew they were real, but I thought, like, yeah, no, they're, like, in the deserts in Africa. You know, like, uh, apparently, no. They do exist in other people's backyards. That's why I like to live in nice, uh, nothing evil really lives here, Pennsylvania. You know, well, okay, we got deer ticks. All right, so I get lockjaw, big deal. But no scorpions. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um... But yeah, it's just, and it's such like, cause, but it's a good movie too. You know, it's it's a, a good story and it's fun. Like it's a, and again, not that I was like, you know, six years old. I'm like, I like the practical effects. In hindsight, you know, there's a lot of green screening. You know, especially when they're doing working with the, uh, uh, you know, the larger parents and the kids, mm. but. Uh, like those grass blades were like forty feet tall. Yeah, they did a lot of practicals. It was yeah, really it was great. Huge, just massive sets that they had to build for this. Um, and the cre- oatmeal cream pie. And the oatmeal, yeah. It was huge. Yeah, and, and, the, bowl and, of and cereal. the Cheerios were yeah. actually tractor tires. Yeah, to give you scale. Like I think it was. Where did I see it was sixteen thousand gallons of milk-like substance that they used for that for the cereal bowl. Um, but yeah, it was, as a six-year-old kid, like, this is the kind of shit that you dreamed of. Just, you know, kind of spacing out and going on little adventures in your head and getting lost in the yard. And like, like something like crawling behind the shed and under the wood pile was an adventure, you know? Right. Even full size it was. So to be shrunk in your backyard, yeah, it was like a... It was every kid's, I don't want to say it was every kid's dream, you know, to watch your new best friend, Auntie, you know, be murdered by a vicious scorpion monster. But, uh, you know, I felt a little different. I probably wasn't stomping him for a while after that. Then I got back into stomping ants. Now if they're in my home, they all die. <laughs> Which they are, because there's food crumbs everywhere. <sighs> We didn't get ants until Izzy came around and her kitten kibble just started drawing them. And now all the fucking chips and everything I drop, kitten kibble is what caused the ants to come in. Ah. So I had to get that lemongrass oil, like, safe for pets spray. I can't even get the good chemicals. Ah. But it still kills them. Still kills them. Yeah. Uh, oh, good. Yeah. Good. I think it just smothers them in oil and they can't breathe. And it just suffocates them. That's, yeah. that's a nice, pleasant death. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. All right, continue. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Uh, yeah. Oh, and then and then in 1996, eventually, because uh, Munch and I were just talking about this. I got the the ride at the. Uh, I think it was at uh, Hollywood Studios or MGM at the time, whatever. But it was like the, one of the first like uh, like all sensory rides, where it's like they would like stuff happened, like you would like feel it. Like like, mm, it's like supposed 4DX. to be like a thousand mice running under the floor, and you're supposed to like feel them like running over your legs, mm. just like the w- air blowing. Okay, it's kind of cool. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just and then they you know they made some sequels, which you know 
you can talk about it if you want. Uh, and it was actually the directorial debut of one uh, Joe Johnston. Yes, which had some yes. good movies and some bad movies. So I'm not, uh, I, I still I won't forgive don't... him for Jurassic Park three. <laughs> you, you don't, uh, you didn't get a pass on that. No, nah, he did great with Home Alone, but man, yeah, Rocketeer, it's fantastic. Honey, we shrunk ourselves. <laughs> uh, October, I love October Sky. It's a good movie. Um, he also, uh, Joe Johnson did, um, that was Jake Gyllenhaal. Jesus. I didn't realize that was him. Captain America, the first Avenger. Yeah. Which was good. And then, oh, and then, and then he did that Nutcracker movie. Yeah. That movie was fucked. Ooh, that, how much did that lose? A lot. That was, uh. He uh he just directed the reshoots and oversaw post production. He took it over for uh, Lassie Halstrom, who couldn't oh, finish okay. the movie. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, a uh, uncanny valley nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I guess that that's not really on him. There's only so much you can like. Just salvage what you can here, please. Technically, didn't lose money. Really. Hundred twenty to hundred thirty three million they say, and it made one seventy four at the box office. I mean every movie in Hollywood quote air quotes loses money. Loses money, sure. But yeah. Oh, and I did love the Young Indiana Jones series. Yeah, Young Indiana uh, Indiana Jones Chronicles. Yeah. Jurassic Park three though is still a piece of shit. Yeah, it's um well, people, when the fucking stupid head up their ass, fuck you critics on Rotten Tomatoes were saying Lost World Fallen Kingdom finally makes Jurassic 3 not the worst movie of the franchise, you're wrong. That movie no, sucks. No, you, you haven't watched it lately. Yeah, no, and, and, and Jurassic World 3 isn't that bad, for fuck's sake. My God. I hate... Yeah, I mean, there's really not... The thing is, there's really nothing... It's got dinosaurs doing dinosaur things. Isaac, get rid of the damn bugs. Uh, like if if you just got rid of, like you said, it needed a lot more. Need to go to the cutting room floor. Yeah. Yeah. Trim some fat, make it a little more coherent here and there. But like, All right. just, I've seen it. Three that whole storyline didn't need to exist. I've seen it three times now, and by the third time, it's just fun. You were excited for when they set the fucking bugs on fire and the dinosaur is them. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> Like, but yeah, I mean, if, I think very few people, me and Enchantress aside, have seen this movie three times. But I, <laughs> we have seen it three times. We're the only ones keeping it in theaters. Top Gun's blowing it away, but we're we're there for fucking Jurassic World three. But yeah, I had I had I found it fun. Uh, Jurassic Park three, I did not find fun. No, Jurassic Park three is awful. It's very frustrating. All right, my last pick. Let's put this bitch to bed. Hello, Blue Jay. How are you, Blue Jay? Hello, Sparrow. What's new? Howdy, Robin. Nice day, isn't it? The McDonald's Happy Meal, uh-huh. guys. What are you doing? Practicing, Practicing our bird calls. Bird calls. <laughs> <laughs> when you buy McDonald's Happy Meal, you get a neat garden tool. You're all really cool. There's a shovel, a pot to plant seeds, sprinkle on water, and rake away the leaves. One each week, four in all. You can have a ball. Little Gardener Happy Meal at McDonald's. 
Now, this McDonald's Happy Meal toy was from 1988, but I couldn't find the 1989 one. But I always like McDonald's Happy Meal toys in the summer, and I think they always shot big in the summer because I we got more Happy Meals in the summer than we did the rest of the year. Did that ring true for you, Squeezer, too? Yeah, that makes sense. It was almost like they couldn't stand us anymore. They didn't want to cook. Let's just go get <laughs> McDonald's, you know. Um, or, or for lunch too. Is you never got it for lunch during the normal year, but okay, we'll get you a fucking happy meal for lunch this week because we just to shut you the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and they did a lot of summer themed stuff. They did beach toys in 1988. They did the little gardener toys in 1989. They did something that I and my brother both loved. They did the Camp McDonald Land camping supply toys. Squeezer. And I've talked yes. about these in the show before, but they're all themed after a McDonald Land character. There was Birdie's Mess Kit, which was like a little plate and bowl uh, with a lot. It looked like a little Boy Scout mess kit, but it was plastic, not aluminum. Mm-hmm. There was Grimace's Ooh, Canteen. I gotta find mine, actually. Yeah. Hmm. You left it at my house for the longest time because you had it at that Phillies game, remember? Yeah. Uh, it's around here somewhere. Um, Ronald's Collapsible Cup um, that always leaked. Uh, I but still used the that that became a pool toy. Oh, that makes sense. And then the Fry Guys uh, utensil kit, which all the utensils slid into each other. You had a a knife, a fork, a spork, and a spoon. Um, mm. It was a cool little kit, and I I was determined to eat all my meals and drink all my fluids <laughs> with these toys that summer. Uh, but I love the whole theme. Clearly, you know what what captured my imagination as a kid. Uh, based on what we're working on currently, was the whole... I never went to camp, you know? So the idea of camp always captured my imagination. And uh, Camp Snoopy and Camp McDonald Land really influenced uh, what we're currently doing at Work Squeezer. Mm-hmm. You should you should come up and uh, come camping with me. Well, I mean, like, I'm talking summer camp as a kid. You know? I'll build a summer camp for you. You did build a summer camp for me. It's currently oh. set up in the garage, oh. and it's, it'll be August 4th through the 14th in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Come out and see Camp SEN and um, see Squeezer and my handiwork. We uh, uh, the, the cloud of chaos in my brain, I took it and I gave it to a handful of people to make magic out of, and goddamn, Squeezer, you guys did. Oh, shucks. We, are, we, are, we, we really did something... It's all starting to come together. We're about a month out, and it's, fuck, man. It's like, holy shit, we fucking did this. <laughs> out of, out of like, just a crazy I, idea in my head. I just, yeah, it was crazy. I just hope uh, it just got to stay together in one piece. It will. I'm confident. I'm terrified. But, uh, yeah, I, had, I couldn't get through this show without bringing up a Happy Meal toy from the summer of 89. And Camp McDonald Land toys. They were pretty awesome. Chef's kiss for that hmm. that's it we're over two hours we, we went long on this talking i could go read some more clippings if you want to make this a three-hour show uh i i'm not gonna lie i gotta i i am a sleepy squeezer he's a sleepy boy so it's been, we're, it's been tough we're going to close out the show oh you don't have to do it on my behalf. no 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 you, you said we can I, all go I, fuck no, off no, you, you gotta can, go to bed no you can you can uh you can add me to sleep you can read me the read me the 1989 TV guide. 
Well, next week's show is going to be really hard because we blew half our load here. But Summer Blockbuster 6. Ah, crap. <laughs> it's a big year, too. Yeah. Um, and we might have to do that Tuesday night because Wednesday night I will be in Atlantic City. Squeezer. Oh, uh, wait. And Oh, we got to do two next week. Oh, you're out? You're out? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm not going to have any well hopefully I won't have any internet for the week after that. Oh you're gone that whole week the next week? Yeah, we eighth to the fifteenth. Oh I very I might be gone too. So yeah, two. We'll do we'll do one the night of the fourth. Uh I don't know about that. It's gonna be tough. Well then we're not gonna have two shows. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, we'll we'll find life finds a way. We could do it nah, Sunday night. No, no. We're going to have to do one, another one this week, Squeezer. All right. You know what? We might not have a show. You know what? We can we can get away with not having a show, Squeezer. Oh, we'll do two the week when we get back. Maybe. Or we just won't have a show. All right. We've done, so we've done 300 fucking shows. That's true. We can miss a show for summer vacation, for fuck's sake. Uh, all right. Um, but we will hopefully be back next week. Well, let's not do it on purpose. Let's say we're going to have a show and then somehow we'll, we'll fuck it up to stay on, on theme with the show. (laughs) Well, this week was supposed to be summer of 88 squeezer. (laughs) 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 The 13th was supposed to be summer of 89. (laughs) So since we did that already, let's do let's get summer of blockbusters, and then in two weeks we'll come back with Toy Store memories. All right, because we already did summer of '89. So yeah, that's 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 us planning here on the go, Real, <laughs> realizing at one in the morning on the night we're doing a show that we're not going to be around next week or the following week to do a show. So all right, so next week is Tuesday. Tuesday, because I'll be Tuesday. in Atlantic City Wednesday, seeing the Dirty Heads for my 40th birthday, Squeezer. Not ah, forty. Yeah, I turned forty on the ninth. Wow. Yeah. Um, the theme music ran out. We're really there goes the music. Yeah, so we'll start it up again. Uh, we get a little Squeezer to bed, uh, and we'll be back at some point in the future. <laughs> Bye, <Yeah>. everybody. <laughs>